Sean for breakfast, Desmond's 7.47 Triple M. We like to do marketing focus on a Monday. Barry Urquhart joins me now. Barry, how are you? Sean, I'm exceedingly well. We're going to talk about tourism. We're going to talk about uh, these new campaigns, which uh, Tourism WA and Australian Tourism Authorities have launched. But first of all, Barry, when was the last time you came down to Esperance and had a holiday? Well, I will take it in two parts. I am regularly within 30,000 metres of aspirants. Okay. okay. I'm flying over continually. Not necessarily on a 747, but it might be an A320. <laughs> so I'm looking over the plane and I'm looking through and I well, there it is. And look, I have been down there with the Small Business Development Corporation, done seminars and conferences, enjoyed it immensely. But I've got to tell you, it's got to be 15, if not 20 years since I've been down there in a holiday mode or even in a professional mode. And I would love the invitation to pick it up and uh, contribute to something to the economic development and well-being of the local business community. Yeah, and I mean, this is where the conversation is going to go now. We're going to talk about tourism. What should WA Tourism WA be doing to try and entice yourself and other people from Perth and WA to come down and visit the town? How are they trying to reinvigorate tourism around the southeast coast of WA? Well, they are focusing on the local marketplace, and that is a very important consideration because in Western Australia, 74 to 76% of tourists are intrastate tourists. That is, West Australians holidaying within Western Australia. And therefore, it is very fundamental for us to educate, entice and excite and then reward the West Australian marketplace. But you've got to differentiate. A lot of people say, oh, we're going to get the grey nomads. Well, hold on. That doesn't necessarily mean that the older people are going to be dragging a caravan behind them because the most people who go to destinations that are called caravan parks are actually pre-booking and going into cabins or uh, chalets. Now, now, that's an important consideration because they don't consider themselves to be grey nomads. So we have to change our thinking a whole lot. And more particularly, some people would be listening to this program and say, oh, but no, Esperance is a rural property or it's a mining community. Stop and pause for a moment. Worldwide, tourism is the second largest industry in the world after finance. Wow. In Australia, tourism ranks at about five or six. We have... Oh, well, it goes coal, it goes iron ore. You go from there to liquid, liquefied natural gas. Then you go into, interestingly enough, international education is a big revenue. Wow, that's in the top five. But that's, oh yeah, very, very big. And that's the big issue about China and the influence of them with the universities and that type of and situation colleges, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, and of course, West Australians proudly will put their up and say, you know, the parochialism say, hold on, what about the export earnings of the agricultural industry, particularly the grain? Yes, 70% of the export earnings of grain in Australia comes out of Western Australia. So we can be justifiably proud. And sadly... Then comes, tourism. then comes tourism. So there is a huge potential for growth to get more people coming into, staying longer and coming back and recommending going down to Ravensthorpe, to Norsemans, to Esperance and along that southeast coast. Let's play around with that thought because I think the biggest battle with tourism is actually getting the message out there. I know Ravensthorpe just installed the world's biggest lollipop. Well, they haven't found one bigger, so they're claiming it is the world's biggest. And we've got Lucky Bay, which has the kangaroo on the beach. And we've seen how Rottenness have, has been catapulted with these quokka images. How do we get those images? How do we get these tourism bits and pieces out to the rest of West Australia and I guess the rest of the world? We have to overcome two things. 
One, why is it that you're speaking to me and our officers at Kalamunda and I haven't been down and holidayed oh, in Esperance for years. You know, 15, 20 years? Yes. Well, it's called time and it's called distance. So what we've got to do is to recognise we need to package convenience and accessibility. Barry, you've got four or five days, you can make it down there on a plane, you can enjoy yourself and you can really, and here comes the key words, you can really enjoy the Esperance experience. Now, that's how you actually do it. Let's pause for the moment because then there's the other consideration. Western Australia, in particular, doesn't have a brand image. It has a reputation. It's expensive, a $6 cup of coffee. The accommodation is expensive, and therefore I could fly to Bali and fly over Broome. Well, what we need to do is to repackage it. And therefore, the Esperance experience is that the local business people need to say, why don't we do a package? Because there's a lot to be learned from Christmas. There will be people this year listening to Triple M down on the southeast of Western Australia at the moment saying, what am I going to buy for Christmas gifts? The easiest thing is to buy a hamper, a Christmas pack, because then is not price as being the key issues. And when you get these hampers, inevitably there's 20-odd products there. You might not use four or five, and you can re-gift those, but there's a great value. And so if you could go back and say, let's take the focus away from individual pricing of the accommodation or the food, the meals and that sort of thing, and we say, let's have a one-day, two-day, three-day, and indeed four-day Esperance experience. And that will be you come down there and you pay one price, and that gives you accommodation, it gives you two, three meals each evening at a different restaurant or facility, it gives you a farm stay visit, it gives you access to a mining situation, you can go down there and start to have what it's all about. Now that's the sort of thing where people can say that's great value because what people want most of all is simplicity, convenience and accessibility. So if I can make one decision to buy an Esperance experience and have all those things taken care of me that I don't have to invest any cerebral energy is what am I going to do once I arrive there? You've done all the hard work for me. That is a compellingly tempting sort of proposition. I'm imagining a package with a, a, a plane ride over Middle Island and that pink lake. You can also get a car and go out and see Lucky Bay, or you can even go further out to Conning Up and Wartons, all this sort of stuff, a trip out to Woody Island, which is beautiful. But my my biggest issue with it, and the thing that I think where a lot of people come unstuck, is just getting here in general. And I don't, I'd love to know your thoughts on how to get past that, because a return flight will cost you minimum $500 if you're planning in advance, or otherwise, if you're driving, it's going to take two days, one day here, one day back, and that's before you hire a car, which has to be a four-wheel drive, really. How do you get past those issues? How do you get past the issue of isolation? Look, I think that you've got to simply say to people that we're a lot closer than what you are. We're in your neighbourhood. Is that you take it away from saying you're in the central part of Western Australia to say this is the wheat belt. What you've got to say is Esperance is the heartland of Western Australia. Now, think about that. An interstate or international visitor coming into Western Australia, they look at a sign that says Esperance, the heartland of Australia or Western Australia. You mean 
I'm on the periphery, I'm in Perth, I'm in a suburban area and I've not reached the heartland, I want to go there. So that's tempting. Then you've got to collapse the time. Well, okay, one day, but in that one day, you are going to go stop through. Here, now, stop come, here. You've already yes. highlighted that sort of situation. How do you break up so that the kids in the backseat of the car are saying, are we there yet? Well, why don't you say, and we have a kaleidoscope of colour. Because you will go through green pastures, you'll go through yellow uh, you know, areas and yeah. such. You've got down to the pink lake, you've got the great uh, you know, ocean beaches, the white sand. And all of a sudden, you could be starting to sell colour and the actually changing face of the face of Australia in the colours of Australia. Now, all of a sudden, that's emotional, it's a cue, and it's something to look out for and enjoy. So your one day of travel all of a sudden becomes comes a full program of visual experiences. You've convinced me, that's for sure. And I want to know, why is this information coming from you and why should it come from uh, the business owners of Esperance? Where does Tourism WA come into this? I mean, obviously they would have a budget, they've got money. How can they help? What is their role? I think their role is to kind of encourage support and give sort of a focus. Now, I think that to a large extent, the new minister and also the chief executives of the tourism industries uh, associations here in Western Australia are really lifting their game. But for a long time, we have been out of the you know, game. And so all of a sudden, we've dealt ourselves at the table. And that's the sort of thing where we've got to maintain the momentum, the critical mass and the focus. So what we need to do is to get in contact with them or more particularly with a lollipop if you want to go and do it on your own what you need to do is dare to be different to be bold daring and different not to be reliant on tourism wa to say hold on if they're going to go down there and they've got so many people to try and satisfy and are by and large around about 75 percent of the population of western australia is in metropolitan perth therefore we have to give that as a bias and margaret river has got international reputation we might need to do it on our own and therefore one of the seminar presentations that we do is it is better to be different than it is to be better because what people do is they very seldom say gee that's better but they do register and respond positively to something when they say that's different so you need to sit down facilitate a workshop get people thinking about how can and how is esperance and the region different promote that have that as a virtue and as a point of difference, and all of a sudden you are elevated into the priorities of a selection of where people most want to go, and they want to go now. And Facebook and, and Instagram, they're perfect vehicles to get that message out there and try and reach a West Australian audience and try and drag them down to our little pocket of Western Australia. Look, we've run out of time, Barry. It's a fascinating conversation, and I love the idea of those packages. Maybe you should get in contact with the businesses and try and facilitate it yourself. You might be on a little, a nice little pay-up check there. Been catching up Barry Urquhart from Marketing Focus. Thank you, Barry. Thank you very kindly, Sean.